All right, Jimmy. What's up, Pat? We're back. It's fall, buddy. And it is. It's a, a fall Zoom episode. I love it. It's a, a crisp is in the air here in Chicago. Good to be back with you. <laughs> like painting you, a man? picture like Jim Nance at the Masters. Look at you go. The crisp has befallen the city in which I live. <laughs> the foliage is changing colors, many hues on the, the leaves spectrum. The leaves rustling on the Catman's tombstone. <laughs> oh, man, you got to bring him up. Now we're going to have KJ <laughs> want me up to have, That's called that's radio fine. silent. I'm sorry. That's fine, KJ. At this point, we've given too much airtime to your threats. We are no longer negotiating with terrorists <laughs> on our reviews. Yeah, no, it's nice out. It's uh, nice to get a little bit more warm weather before we start to hibernate. Yeah, dude. Days are, I mean, there's not a whole lot of sunlight out there. You got to pick your spots if you want to be outside. Imagine us like trying to uh, put together like a 7 a.m. podcast when it's dark out and 25 degrees. <laughs> yeah, right. I won't be out walking around. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's Halloween season. My kids, they're they're counting it down. We have like one of those signs, days to Halloween. You know, we have to have that. That's mm-hmm. completely necessary. Absolutely. <laughs> it's right next to a calendar, by the way. <laughs> I was like trying to teach the kids, you know, another way to count down <laughs> this calendar. That's something they teach in uh, prison. Your kids won't do, do de- that. Do you decorate for Halloween? Do you have anything up in the house to I remind you of tradition? I want one. I found uh, a really cool. Um, I, I found what I think is a really cool uh, uh, Halloween ornament, but now I can't find them in our, I saw it in someone's house. It's oh. far enough away where I feel like I can steal it without them knowing. But it was like a single, like, it was just like the outline of a black cat. It was actually in, like, neon green. And that's just the whole decoration. I feel it's like a neon green. Just a cat outline. Oh, it's that's simple. all you need. It lets people know you party. You're down with yeah. Halloween. But I'm not trying too hard either. I'm not going out and Put buying boards, you know? Putting your Zoom background. Put it in the window. So I'm trying to find that. They, ran out, they uh, stopped selling them at the Target. I don't remember Halloween decorations being such a thing, but we have stuff all over our house. A couple hocus pocus signs and <laughs> random witches. And um, just like this big set of graveyard keys. What? I mean, I can understand some of this stuff. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, great. It's Halloween. And, and it's nice to have the, the kids love it too. Sure. I mean, they're just, but the keys are just, it's just really, how far are we going <laughs> to? I love picking them up when I'm, it's like best dad joke. I'll be like, oh, wait, my, I forgot my keys. And then grab the, the big graveyard set <laughs> and s- stumble out into our squirrel fest. We have like a mini haunted house on our porch right now because Sarah put up like stalks and you talk about getting gourds. We got every, and every squirrel now in the neighborhood is chowing down on the corn we have hanging from our, <laughs> like a stalk on each side of the porch. And she gave him a little cornucopia of food, huh? <laughs> Walk out the door, you get the shit scared out. You just, whoa, jeez, squirrel. <laughs> just darting in and out. Great. They're, they're all over the pump. I'm like, she said she sprayed them. Like, with what, cashews? <laughs> what are you? With nut and honey? <laughs> <laughs> I sprayed them. I dipped everything here in peanut butter. We're going to be fine. I sprayed them with aqua nut. <laughs> some some so glow. <laughs> they, say use, they say to use hairspray, right? I think that's, oh yeah, you don't even have to worry about this stuff. In the attic, yes. That's the only, there's a little pitter-patter going on this morning, trying to figure, <laughs> out, 
trying to figure out who's who's creeping. Oh man, so well, it's getting cold out there. They're going to start migrating back inside. Pat, I mentioned earlier once, like episodes ago, that I I had like a squirrel get in and then leave. It like found the whole yeah. life again. So now that there's a second one. I need to uh, do something to block these guys from getting in. Maybe they were nesting. Maybe they just now are getting their legs. They were born when you heard them. Maybe you heard the conception. And oh, maybe, dude, I just looked up squirrels, and this is fascinating because when I was uh, thinking I was going to tell you the story about them festering outside of our house, just running around in a big circle. They're always in our trees, right? But now they're, it's funny how usually there's like enough safe distance between you that you just coexist with these squirrels because they really blend in, don't they? Yeah, they do. Also, they're the, quick. Uh, they leave easily. They're scared of us. It's nice, yeah. to, nice to be dominant on your home turf, right? <laughs> like, I just stay out. They're very skittish. Mm-hmm. But I, I learned that we actually have those skittish ones, the um, gray squirrels. So Chicago has two types of squirrels, gray squirrels okay. and fox squirrels. And they are very segregated, dude. It is like typical Chicago <laughs> fashion. The squirrels can't even live together. Where do the fox squirrels live? They're, they're in like more affordable areas. The gray squirrels are like in the ritzy neighborhoods. The bougie squirrels? The bougie squirrels. So the scientist, I pulled this thing up, was on Chicago Tonight. This guy did a whole study on it. And the reason that these squirrels, so this gray squirrel, this is, um, like maybe the um, more dominant of the squirrel mm-hmm. in terms of like claiming nest space and food, but he's, he's skittish. Like you said, like they, they run away. The fox yeah. squirrel will like will hold its ground. Yeah. So this scientist said that the fox squirrels are in neighborhoods where cats and dogs are more on the loose. They might be left outside or more stray cats that there's you know, meaner streets, tougher streets. So the fox squirrels are able to maintain and hang there, but the gray squirrels, they take off, they bolt. So they're more in the, it's, they say basically it comes down to cats and dogs. That's crazy. Isn't we've, that uh, insane? We've, uh, we've got the fox squirrels here. We've got the, the newsy squirrels, the, the tough ones, the, the ones that grew up on the streets, the pickpockets. That's what you got? Yeah. See these bad boys. I'm looking them up right now. If you looked up the other squirrel, you'd be like, oh, well, th- that's reckon. They- nope, not <laughs> looking up that squirrel. Too. Not looking up that squirrel. <laughs> Did you really just look up one squirrel? You're like, yeah, that's weird. That's uh, what I thought too when I it's saw it. It's the brown one. <laughs> Dude, then pull the other one up. And you'd be like, oh, wait, maybe that's it. And if you think they're skittish, it's the one that graze what you got. The ones that take off when you, when you roll out there on your bike. I mean, they do look incredibly similar. No, but we'll have some here who... Like, we'll hang out in the tree. Like, I'll go outside and there's, you know, trees just in the yard of the building. And they'll just, like, chill and look at you for a minute and just watch you walk by and just kind of stare they're at you. They're not scared at all. No, they're just, <laughs> they're like... They're just on your porch. You walk yeah. out. Fuck you, Jim. <laughs> it's just, like... But they're not, like... They're just not moving. Like, I wonder if they think they're invisible. I wonder if they're just, like... <laughs> just, like, freezing. Like, there's Zach Morris. They just stop time for a second and no one knows what's happening. <laughs> it's interesting stuff, man. That is backyard, backyard wildlife. We just live amongst each other. <laughs> we don't, don't even know anything. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm going to send, I don't know what kind these are, but I'm going to give a map quest directions to your house and let them know. There's a little, you guys have a buffet set up on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, listen, I know there's shelter here, but he's got a good meal over at his house. They sprayed it down. 
just start talking to him, talking shit to him. Who are you running from? <laughs> this is my yard. Antifa. They're soft. These squirrels are soft. How was, uh, you just got back from Vegas, right? Second time? Second, uh, second weekend in a row, yeah. Was out there again with Sebastian. Did two shows. Again, for the, the high rollers, the ballers that are connected to the win. It was fun. Great weather. Smooth trip. Had a little bit of uh, some people weren't wanting to wear the mask on the way out. On the plane? They got, they got a little talking to. Yeah. Oh boy. They were just very nonchalant. Like, we're going to, you know, that same attitude. Yeah. That's like, you got to button up some of the, the old school stuff. Like, they're just getting hammered at the gate. Like, you know, you know that, that <laughs> Vegas gate, that of energy course. at the gate. You could walk by that. You wouldn't even have to look at the board and you know where that plane is going. Absolutely. They're all way too excited. And just, it's like, will you calm down? Mm-hmm. Just dying to get to the nugget. Five in a room, pass out by <laughs> noon. Like just, one of your friends could, you know, that this is the type of trip where one of your friends could lose their financial security. Yet you walk into it like <laughs> nothing bad can happen. Uh, right. I was getting on the plane and they, the people, two people in front of me, they had to stop because they're like, you can't bring the drinks on the, on the flight. Really? it's like yes really what do you think so they're standing there on the jet bridge the jet you know whatever the jetway just chugging their bloodies what time was your flight and then the the woman just just biggest exhale like come on give me them aerosols oh my god spray the jet bridge she's like that was so spicy i can't believe i had to chug that it's like it's 8 45 Six forty-five a.m. in Vegas. Why do oh. you have to peak right now? You're not there yet. It's like the people that you know. Remember, you go to a dance in high school. Like some kids would drink before and be like <laughs> hammered before you get to the dance, getting busted uh, on the way in. Yeah, I was exactly. never that cool, but I remember that happening to other kids. We well, that's what the, those people still exist, and that's what they're doing. They're <laughs> they're drinking at the airport before they go to vegas because we're partying jet bridge i mean i get it at what point was that ever okay in i mean yeah we mean you weren't bringing a fucking bloody mary on board your flights that that wasn't like that's exactly. not new and i'm not talking about like a bachelor party like you know 22 year olds i'm talking about like these people are 50 just what? trying way too hard haven't haven't done anything cool since since they were that age, so they they resort back to that. <laughs> I am embarrassed by how many members of my family that could be. <laughs> Just no, like taking the mask down for pictures on the plane. Yeah, it's crazy. Like we got to have our picture taken right now. Everyone's doing their own thing, I guess. Like how the woman like, next to me, I'm not like I'm not taking the tray down and and making myself a meal on the plane, right? They have the middle seat open and this, the woman next to me, she was a flight attendant just coming home in uniform. I love that, that move. Like, Oh yeah. They look like they should be working and they're just <laughs> like, Oh, I'm not on the clock. And they're like deliberately relaxing. Just like so intentional about how <laughs> off the, uh, how off the clock they are. <laughs> and she just, uh, she had a salad and just, you know, open this, just spread out. And just uh, kept adding dressing to it. If she did, she reached for that dressing pouch 
once, I mean, probably five times she was just like, I'm just, that bite just wasn't what the last bite was. I need more just squeezing that pouch. Just is she layering it? Is she blending? What's, what's missing here? Cause something's off. I was not looking because okay. I was, you know, I don't want to watch her eat. Sure. Okay. I can see that. But it was a lot of uh, like fork movement in okay. the plate, in the bowl, you know, Tony Soprano eats. Yeah. Where he okay. like kind of like moves the fork around. Just mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. A lot like of fork movement without, without, bringing it, okay. without bringing it up to the. <laughs> getting it to your gullet. It's like she works on a plane. That's what she does. Right. And they're like, you know, we're starting our descent. Everyone buckle up. And the plane's like, and it was not great weather coming back. It was uh, real shaky. A lot of turbulence. And then she just stands up. Like she just starts moving like she's going to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, no. now? Now. And then like I look at her and she just gave me the, like it pointed, like move. I hate being directed by wow. fingers. Oh, that's, so you're, you're the aisle here. I didn't know I was on the aisle. Right. Okay. So she's pointing I would out. stand by on that flight. I was like the last person to get on that plane. Okay. So I, I was just happy to get home. I'm Absolutely. just, you know. No, I'm just but saying, it's just funny. How people, every right. Like oh, yeah. they're, they're on the mic being like, no one stand up. And she's like, I work here. It's fine. I stand <laughs> up. I got, I know everybody that's, that's Mavis on the microphone. She's fine. We're friends. She, she had under. her coat spread out in the middle seat. She had all her crap under, underneath the seat of the middle seat that was open. It was just like, she was sprawled out mm-hmm. and you just know, like, you just know that person, like you're a mess. You're a mess. <laughs> your apartment, person. your apartment's a mess. There are dollar bills crumpled up in your pocket. <laughs> Absolutely. Every time you leave, the group is happy. <laughs> They're like, uh. Oh, I mean, okay. I was wishing someone was in the middle seat when she went to the bathroom, just so I could be like, gosh, just to connect <laughs> with them. Like, Can you believe her? <laughs> believe this one. <laughs> and she works here. People, do you get a drink or anything on a flight at this point? No, I mean, I had a bottle of water, mm. but I didn't bring uh, you're not chugging bloodies. No, <laughs> that is the other thing about the flight home from Vegas is incredibly more subdued than the flight out to Vegas. Oh, yeah, it is a completely different energy, a completely different group of people on the way back. Everybody at the airport in Vegas on a Sunday morning is just hungover, slow, just not, just most people are hating life, right? They're Mm -hmm. just crushed. And a lot of these aren't the most seasoned travelers to begin with. Now that they're hungover and lethargic and don't know the rules, trying to walk in with their shoes on. Like, I'm sorry, I have 11 bottles of water. What am I supposed to do with these? (laughs) I love the gambling at the airport too. Like one last, come on, this is it. I'm Chance coming. to redeem ourselves. <laughs> I've had a trip redeemed at a Wheel of Fortune in the Las <laughs> Vegas airport in the United Terminal. Dude, within a 10-minute window, I'm telling you, I was, it was 2010. Uh, within like a 10-minute window, I hit a jackpot, and like they call my name over the intercom. I got upgraded to first class. Really? Like, I swear to God, it was the best day, in, and it was, it was not a great trip, and it kind of brought me back to the positive. And then uh, I got upgraded. And uh, what does it have to do with you getting upgraded? No, just happened at the same time. Like within ten minutes of each other. Like I hit oh, a slot wow. on Wheel of Fortune. And, and then, then oh, I thought they were like, he won. We wanted 
<laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> up here. Who's the big winner sits up here by me. No, it was just uh, and it was just the cool. pilot had you on your, his shoulders, <laughs> brought you in to your seat. And a special thank you to Jim Flanagan in 2D who <laughs> just hit big on Wheel of Fortune. What a big day that was. It was an incredible way to come home. It was like the best coming because it was not a great trip at that point. You know what I mean? And now your worldview changes. It was the best. It wasn't a great. How was Vegas? Well, it it wasn't that great. But then I got then I got went to the airport <laughs> on the way home, and things got awesome. Things turned around. I had a I won a jackpot. <laughs> you know how you play slots in the airport a lot. You know how people do that all the time. It's normal. <laughs> well, I was doing that as everyone does. And then they upgraded me. I remember like going directly to the airport on more than one occasion mm. like in your 20s, just being wrecked. I just remember my buddy getting like something at Burger King. We got like an egg sandwich. And then all we all he had was $100 bills because you're in Vegas and you, you, know, you just won money. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he bought the egg sandwich. He's like, look at my change. <laughs> and the change was like $94.58. It was funny. It's very funny. You just turned one bill into like seven bills and a bunch of coins. This guy's like you feel like you won again. I know. It's great. This guy's a magician. Guy Burger King just had me $95 <laughs> and an egg sandwich. You're probably going to be, you're probably going to be uh, upgraded too. <laughs> I would go see Penn and Teller if that was their whole show. Just <laughs> look at my change. Oh man, those flights. I mean, I remember, you know, you'd almost always be flying out so early on Sunday. Yep. And at some point you had to make that decision if you're even going to go to bed and going, going to get your luggage after being out. It's just a nightmare. You can never sleep in that town. Mm -mm. I don't know. I have a love-hate thing with Vegas. I do too, man. It is... Like even when it's because comedy, we talk about it, right? You do the Brad Garrett's, it's a seven day week, like seven nights. Like you're there for a very long time with nothing to do. But it, even like with my buddies, maybe four or five years ago when we went, we had the bright idea of like, hey, instead of, you know, feeling terrible on Sunday and flying back, why don't we stay till Monday and just watch NFL all day? It starts at 10 a.m. out there. We'll just watch football all day. You know what I mean? Have a low key evening, fly out early Monday morning, take Monday off. And everyone's like, great idea. By like halftime yeah. of the early games, someone's like, all right, I got a flight on standby. I'm going home today. And we're like, yeah, us too. Great. We all just like left, canceled the last night. It was the, we thought it was a great idea. It was awful. Why would you want to be there longer? Exactly. When you're younger, you think that that's the move. Like, guys, we could be there. We could stay. I could stay another night. We could make it work. <laughs> you want to get the hell out of there. Yeah, man. It was terrible. I remember, uh, and comics are great at this, right? when you um, would get that Brad's week and then, you know, you could eat at the cafeteria, which is always awful. And mm -hmm. just, you're just like, Oh boy, I can't, I mean, you can't eat every meal there. Right. You'd like go crazy. Um, but that's part of the deal. And then there was like a market research thing you could do. Oh yeah. And comics were like, and then if, if you do the CBS research thing, you pick up like another, like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I actually went down there one day and I'm like, what is this about? you're really going to give me a hundred bucks. And they're like, yeah, but it was like a three hour commitment. You look in the room and you're jammed in there and everyone's watching a show and like filling out paperwork. And I get this picture 
you know, the week before the comics being like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Can I come back tomorrow? No, man, I'm not cut out for it's that. Not either. a bad gig. I mean, the pay's okay, but it's right next to a place where you can donate plasma <laughs> and they give you like, you know, that, so that covers your meals. Like the way we would right. justify gigs. Right. The hotel, the breakfast, like it's not the best, but you get continental breakfast, you get, you know, <laughs> You throw all that bullshit in there that you're entitled to anyway. I know. They feed you. They take really good care of you. Mm-hmm. I like to they route. Don't give from, you any money. <laughs> I like to route from Michigan to Ohio because you collect the cans in Michigan where they're five cents. But if you, you, <laughs> you recycle them in Ohio, you get 10. It's just a great way to supplement your income on the road. <laughs> it makes sense. You just have to route it the right way. <laughs> Yeah, man, I've never been that type of comic, but God, so many legendary stories. How did they you do some spots this weekend? I did. I uh, I was out at the Laugh Factory on Saturday. Nice social distant time. Uh, that was fun. Uh, two shows there. It's just I think everything. I feel like if you've been inside anywhere, plexiglass seems to be the answer to COVID that we've come up with as a society. Like everything just has, like like Target. There's just like a sheet of plexiglass between you and the and the cashier. All of a sudden, oh, yeah. you know, who would have thought check cashing joints were like the most COVID proof places on the planet going into this? <laughs> like we're ready to stay open. We don't need nothing. We're already we're used to this. Yeah, currency exchanges haven't had to do a thing. You see people like peeking around them. That's what they had up in Vegas at the tables between all this, you know, all the the slots and. You know, it's funny. I have a Chase bank by me here that um, one has partitions and one does not, like the glass between okay. the tellers. And they were telling me, like, if if you not, there's no glass until there's a, a robbery there, then they put the glass in. Really? Yeah. Have you heard that? No. Like first ones on the house. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll make you work like, for it. This is safe. It's safe. Trust us. It's like. The one down the street has glass. Well, that's and not some safe. Of them just, some just do not. And they're right by each other, these two. I don't, I mean, I would just be like, all right, let's just get the glass ahead of time. Just for safety's sake, maybe. I don't know. So if we do get robbed, uh, I feel like yeah. it's a very... Are there comics, are there shows that are doing that? Like where there's plexiglass in front of the stage? Yeah. Uh, all over like Laugh Factory. That was kind of a weird feeling is uh, when you're looking out there, just above, because it's like tiered seating, right? And it's very spread out. It's very distance, you know, small audiences, and it's tiered seating. So you just keep seeing like these rows of plexiglass. It kind of looked like a Vegas sports book. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, so they have, gla- they have plexiglass in front of them. Yeah. And you have it in front of the stage also. It's like... And in front of the stage. Yeah. Wow. It's like half a, half a hockey rink around you. How high is it at the stage? Um, the stage is probably five or six feet high. And then it's like a sneeze guard for the audience. You know what I mean? It's like, they're the buffet and we're trying to make sure it like just kind of covers over the top of the first couple of rows. So you can't spit over them or anything. Is it leftover from the Gallagher show? <laughs> probably really. Yeah. That's <laughs> Everyone has ponchos in the first few, few rows. And then they give oh, people man. ponchos. So you're in a poncho seat. This is going to change like, blue man group forever. Seeing Blue Man Group. <laughs> you gotta, gotta start working differently. Did you ever see Blue Man Group? I've not seen Blue Man Group. And that is a <laughs> hot topic. Is that of a badge? Is that a badge of honor? At this point, it is. It's something that, uh, uh, you know, I do another podcast and my co-host has seen it three times, like since we started the podcast. 
Oh boy. He just like keeps Harry just keeps going back. He's like, We saw a blue moon blue man group again over the weekend. I'm like, why, you weirdo? So I yeah, I've never seen it. That's a late, a late arrival and a late hook. He got hooked. I mean, on it. I don't know if his girlfriend just enjoys it. I don't know if they both bought the same group on. I don't know how they got to the point they're at, but they've uh watched it quite I, a bit. I went to that in nineteen ninety-eight. I remember going. And I was, uh, had no idea what I was walking into, didn't know anything about it. And then, I mean, fast forward how many years, I mean, that thing blew up. Yeah. They were, they were at that Briar Street Theater for ever. ever. You went in 98? Like, what led you to that if you didn't really know much about it? My buddy, um, his parents got him tickets to that show for, like, his graduation or something. Wow. And I think he was going to bring his girlfriend. They broke up. And I went. Oh, man. With Brian Meehan. Oh, wow. We had, we had poncho seats. Was he still pretty sad about the break? I was like, hey, dude, chill out. Nothing's going to get you over this more than these three guys that painted themselves blue and are going to catch marshmallows in their mouths. <laughs> I mean, what, I was like, what the fuck is this? And so much strobe. Like, I was not into that. Uh-huh. A lot of strobe light lighting. A lot of... Uh, I mean, it was different, you know, interesting sure. what they were up to, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I got to see <laughs> these adult Smurfs. They would do like a painting, like a, how would they do it? Like a, they would just, what's the trick that they do? Is it they drum? They paint on the drums, I think. Okay. And then they, and then they splatter all over a wall. Like, I don't know. They don't talk at all. Really? It's just, you know, they just look at each other and they move robotically. Yeah. I, I've never. It's like the, uh, the silver dudes that you see on michigan avenue or but these guys made it <laughs> it's the same they're, it's basically like a street performing thing that they put inside and sure put inside the brush every, theater. i mean if, if if that shows what a mass uh response can do yeah, right. i'm always i'm always reluctant on jumping on some of those bandwagons something that's been around that long of that many that's that <laughs> generalized for consumption <laughs> I can't believe you never saw it. I haven't seen it. When, when Brian gave you the ticket to go with him after the breakup to see Blue Man Group, did you just think it, like it was in a support group for sad guys like him who had just gone through that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everyone was down. Yeah, it was a great show. What, uh, did you get to do much out in Vegas? No, I was just laying low, dude. I, um, I, I fell in my alley. I didn't fall, but I like, tripped down these stairs that we have in our alley. And I, Ooh. dude, I banged up my big toe. Oh no. To a point where, I mean, this is, I don't even know if people need to hear this, but it was like throbbing. Like, I'm going to get you sucker. Like that boom, 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 <laughs> like pulsating, just the huge Ooh. talking to me, like the big toe, like sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh-huh. It should be sticks like, sticks out like a big toe. So I remember this uh, doctor, I think this happened to me when I was younger. And I remember this doctor doing this to me and I'm like, I looked it up on YouTube. It's like, am I remembering this right? That you can like drill a hole in your nail, my like toenail. With, like with a regular drill? A regular drill. Like I, I got a real, so this is actually what I did do. I got a small bit, like sterilized it, just hit, a, you know, hit it with a lighter for a little bit. And then I uh, went to work. I don't pick up the drill too often to do uh, handiwork. <laughs> but I did. Yeah, and I just like. Oh my God. Drill. It was instant relief. Instant no, relief. Really? Yes, man. It How just nervous were like, you about going too far? Um, a little bit. Try not to. I wasn't thinking like that, dude. I was thinking like, 
when Rambo like cut his thigh open and stitched himself open, <laughs> stitched himself. Is that what you were thinking? Good, of? For the for the good of the cause, so he yeah, can say some POWs. That's what I was thinking. All though. I knew is I got a show this weekend. <laughs> These high rollers at the win. I got to be walking around Vegas. Um, no, I was. I just. What am I going to do? I was home, you know, with the kids. Sarah was uh, not home, and I, I couldn't like go anywhere. Like. Mm-hmm. They would have done the same thing, I think, if I went to the... And I was emboldened by these people that have made videos. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch YouTube tutorials? I mean, I skimmed them just Tom to verify <laughs> that this was a thing. It's like, people do do this, right? And then I saw a, a toe that looked similar to mine. Oh, my God. Did you record yours? We can get some likes on this bad boy. No, I didn't record You're it. On your YouTube channel? That would have been good, good social media. Did you have to like drill it back out of the toe? <laughs> Did you like, just like put it in reverse and then <laughs> slowly remove the bit? <laughs> no, I just it went right down and then it just uh, popped. Have you ever thought about like letting, uh, it, letting it out? It was like, you know, all rushed up against. It's like my toenail was like a, a damn door and I, I broke the levee. Yeah, you did. I had to go in there and poke a little, little hole. Just like Rambo. <laughs> At any point, have you considered like those little rings that women put on their fingernails? Just pop one of those in your toenail now. You're going to accessorize this. You're going to maybe hang up an inspirational painting on it. What are you going to do with this new toe? <laughs> I don't know. It's got to grow. I think it's got to grow up and out, right? I think so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pierced right now. I should I put a little stud in there. Yeah, you've got some time to accessorize. You're ready to go. Bedazzle it. Toe ring? Or I need something that goes with purple because my toe is still kind of purple. <laughs> Our logo is like a blue and red. I feel like that might go well with purple. Maybe we'll get you a little AOTP earring. <laughs> Put it in there, man. I love it. Yeah. Man, it's uh, instant relief. I mean, yeah, I mean, it still is bothering me, but it's, it's getting there. How quickly did better. you start telling people what you did? Um, I what told... Like waiting at the door for Sarah to get home. <laughs> I'm like, babe, guess what I did? I just performed surgery on my foot. I told... Um, I think I told Joe's because she was like, what are you doing with that drill? Because again, I'm not really walking around with the... <laughs> the kids are like, mom told us to tell her if you get the drill out, dad. I, I was talking to my mom. I told my mom too. Just because I know she'd be like, you know. What? <laughs> you did what? Are you kidding me? That's exactly. Like, of course. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. It's not I'm a big fine. deal, mom. That's why I told you. Ever seen Rambo? <laughs> He's at home drilling his damn toe. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's going to get an infection. It's what you're going to get. Don't they have insurance? <laughs> I mean, really? Where did you even hear such a thing? How did we, we've raised him better than this. I got to give a shout out to my mom. My mom's birthday is Wednesday. This oh, is yeah? Be, uh, the day after this comes out. Happy birthday to my mom. Burm, burm, burm. Happy my sister birthday. Trisha's got a birthday coming. This is a popular birthday time. You ever notice that around uh, Nine months October? after winter? That makes a lot of sense, right? <laughs> yeah. January. What do you walk that back to? Is that a Valentine's Day walk back? I think it's Super Bowl. Yeah, just that whole being home from, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot to do between January and Valentine's Day. I was November 17th, so I was like three days past Valentine's Day. That's not fun. Oh, you were Valentine's Day. Yeah. You were Groundhog's Day, maybe. Actually, I was. <laughs> I actually, that's weirder. I know, like, I was 17 days late, which is very weird because now I can pinpoint the day. That's not what I want. <laughs> You were 17 days late? Is that what they told you? Yeah. 
I don't even believe in that. You were born when you were supposed to be born. Was I? I feel yeah. like I could have been like, I've got some stuff to do in here. I haven't finished everything. <laughs> I'm not ready to go just yet. I'm going to be a few minutes. Oh, that, that, that is the ego of a doctor. Well, he's late. What are, you, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Maybe he's just not ready to be born yet. No, he's late. I uh, remember I prognosticated November 1st. Well, it's November 2nd, and uh, this baby hasn't come out of this person yet. Just standing there tapping his foot for 17 days. <laughs> like, you don't know shit. You're just wrong. Like, all pissed off when the baby comes early. God damn it. <laughs> this baby wasn't supposed to be born yet. <laughs> Clearly it is. It's being, it's, it's birthing. You're just not ready. We'll be ready. That's a great You never point, know. Man. I've been carrying this burden my whole life. Maybe this isn't my fault. Yeah, man. You're just casual. Man, you're freeing me. You weren't late. You were right on time. Every baby is right on time. <laughs> I don't want you to say that ever again. I did some shopping this weekend. First of all, I need to, I need to thank you. I went to an Under Armour store for the first time. I need to try and grab some winter gear. I went to the Under Armour outlet mall and their shit was amazing. I can't imagine the stuff people pay full price for. Oh, nice. And this was good. Like, uh, I get it now. I got like a pair of those, uh, the joggers. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, I've never had like cuffs on sweatpants before. What a grown-up right. move that feels like. Those are like hammer pants, right? Unbelievable. I can't Dude, wait till we're on the road again. We can wear them to gigs. We can both <laughs> get out of the car in our travel attire. Oh, that's great travel attire. You always Do you wear have that zippers stuff. on your pockets. Of course, I have zippers on my pockets. Yeah, I gotta have that. That's big. Some of their nice stuff. Like some of their stuff that like it's a deal breaker right it's like oh i like these but then they don't have the zipper pockets which i can tolerate on shorts but not on the, the travel pants yeah, i love you're it. walking into an airport you gotta have secured pockets yeah now it's all i want to wear nice dude would you drop at mm-hmm. uh an under armor you uh, how many how many items did you did you buy three yeah that's i mean even at the outlet mall it was not cheap three items my, my problem with under armor is like i'll go on their site like I've bought stuff right from that store or not that one, but I've bought, been to the Under Armour outlet. Um, and, and then when you go online, you're like, Oh, that's it. But it's not it. It's yeah. like close those to are black shorts. Like those are the black shorts I have. Right. That's what I want. I want what I have because I already like it. <laughs> Can never, whenever it comes, it's always a little different than what I like. They have so many different items, so many different cuts, like measurements and, it's always moving. So, so if you have something you like, I would suggest getting two of them. Yeah. Keeping the receipts, is, hanging on to the name, knowing what it is. Oh, that's true too. I guess you could do that. I, I mean, but still, not, make sure you, you have a filing them. system for your receipts no. now. No. <laughs> Just, yeah, I love it. You had, you know, all the answers. In my pocket. We you talked about this. I know the, I know what I should do, but I but do <laughs> You organize your receipts? No. Um, so what did you get? You got the pants, the joggers? A couple of hoodies, a couple of uh, uh, winterized hoodies. I had to ask them. I was like, uh, hey, is cold gear for when you want to be out in the cold or is cold gear, you know, like to keep you cool? And the guy was like, say that again. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my first time I shouldn't have gone to the outlet. Maybe I should have gone to the... <laughs> And I was like, well, which one is to keep you cool? And he was like, cool gear, I think. It's like, okay, who wouldn't have an I think at the end of that? <laughs> who is the manager? Something. 
Because I, you know, you can't always tell. Right. right. I didn't know if this was like a. I didn't know what specifically it was. So eventually, uh, a few employees got together. They voted. We figured out what it was. Uh, and I was, so yeah, just the jaggers and a couple of hoodies. You had like a whole. You had to take a quorum on your. Uh... Really did, man. It was a. It was a complex <laughs> issue, and I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I. It is heating up in here. There is a lot happening. But then, I'm in like, my underwear in front of a trifold mirror, and. <laughs> You guys are voting on what I should remember the dressing room, like just pins everywhere, <laughs> loose hangers. God, I can't tell you the last time I was in a dressing room. All the, I like the platform of, with a trifold mirror. Remember, remember just looking for a mirror at the store all the time. Cause I, you wouldn't go in the dressing room. A lot of times just throw it on over this, mm-hmm. you know, just put it, try something on like right in the store. Yep. But when you see other people doing that, you're like, look at this mess. Right. Look at this gross human being going to the dressing room. But if it's you, it's like, I'm just going to put this over what I'm wearing. I'm okay. I can remember my mom too. Just try it on. There's nobody here. Come just on. come on. Let's go. Real quick. There's a mirror right here. No, you look ridiculous. All right, take them off. It's just, <laughs> is, why is that pulling in the crotch? Always like the, the, the uh, if you were trying pants on, it always be, how, how is it? In the crotch. Is it okay in the? Remember, people would ask you that too. Like, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> Have you ever thought about the crotch on your pants as a grown adult? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do when you. Maybe not out loud. Yeah. I guess it's less of a um, conversation. <laughs> you know, when you're buying clothes as a kid, you like everyone's weighing in, including like the employee. They always have like the tape measure around their neck, just like. I think it's just too tight. You have to put, wear them up. Everyone always wanted me to like pull my pants up higher. Yeah. Like, but like everyone has their place where they hang them from. Right. Like Man, natural, I'm low. Like, yeah. So am I. So, I mean, I have, you know, I've, I've, I've split a crotch or two over the course of the first four years <laughs> of my life. So I do get it. You know what I mean? Like it is a valid question. If you're, if you're, if you go too low, it can cause issues. It can cause difficulty. I get that. Oh, definitely. Especially in a suit. Yeah, for sure. But Under Armour, dude, getting back to Under Armour, that place, they exploded. Unbelievable. And none of their stuff is, is under armor. It's all outer armor. Yeah, right? Why their, is- lo- their logo's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Originally, that's what it was, right? It was going to be like the stuff that you wore underneath your, your uniforms and just like, so you weren't yeah. sweating. And then they're like, that, wait a minute, global domination. Whoever discovered that dry fit stuff, what a legend game changer that's like all we wear now really i mean that softer material like you don't feel like you wear as much heavy stuff than when you were when you were younger right i guess not as much i still like a good heavy shirt i'm weird like that yeah i don't have a lot of dry fit i don't like a lot of yeah i don't know like this is my time of year. I love light jacket weather. It's my favorite time of year. I think there's nothing I've been going through though. I've been, uh, I've been getting some coats together, you know, to donate this time of year. And, uh, that's always fun. Like seeing all the bad choices you've made over the years, <laughs> all the terrible oh decisions in my, some of them like, how did this not go last year or the year before? Like did someone bring it back and put it in the closet. <laughs> this is only good for someone that really needs warmth. No, <laughs> No person in their right mind would wear this unless they were really, really cold and needed to 
stay alive. I've got like a jacket with a with like a you know faux fox like around the hood. Like <laughs> you do? Yeah, like I like I was like going to a Bears game in negative twenty Come degree here. weather one time or something, and I just had to. What's the brand on that? Uh, like an Eddie Bauer. Oh I'm yeah, sure. Not like uh, yeah, nothing super fancy. I'm not like a goose guy or anything, but I'll never wear it again. I'm not a puffy coat fan. <laughs> not even just that. I have like a. You double definitely got to donate that one. That could I save. Know. That will definitely I, save. Trust life. me, it's going to someone. I've someone got some, might get killed over that one. Some people are gonna hate some of this shit. Like like a double-breasted trench coat. Like <laughs> like I was waiting for a Boardwalk Empire reboot or something. I don't understand. <laughs> when I thought I, I got through that. I got some good coats that need to go, need to be donated. Not good in the sense, but like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had that one. <laughs> I just donated a bunch last year. I think we got rid of a, cause that was something they like, you know, you see them in the spring, you feel bad. Like, why didn't I give this away? Yeah. And now I think we've been trying to like stay in front of that. Cause we get, you know, the kids are constantly growing out of the, their coats and oh, for sure, man. You need a good one, man. But yeah, I never liked the big puffy. I can't stand them. Because even if it is, if it's cold enough for you to be wearing that, you're still sweating inside of it. You know what I mean? Like It's still keeping you warm enough to where you just feel awful now inside of this igloo. But man, like I've fallen for the motorcycle jacket too many times. Have you ever ever got one of those? Some leather, some not, but just like the, the really long arms. So when you're riding a motorcycle, it doesn't look like you're, busting out of it like it doesn't look like your arms are. but when you're not on a motorcycle which is a hundred percent of the time for me it just looks like you like borrowed your dad's jacket (laughs) i never had a motorcycle coat no not on purpose but yeah i didn't realize that (laughs) it's so many things i just look like two kids in a trench coat when i'm sitting down but if i were riding a motorcycle it would be perfect i had a long winter coat like a like a top coat you know Mm -hmm. and i was uh it was just way too big. And I think I, I just was hanging on to it for weight. And Sarah finally had like intervention with me. I think we got like a family picture taken. And I was like, what does this coat looks ridiculous on me? She's like, yes, <laughs> yes, it, ha- and it has. That's why I booked that session. So you can now see from a Photograph- different angle. Photographic evidence. I think the thought of other people seeing it like this, wait, this is our Christmas card. I think it was our Christmas card or something. This is this is we're sending this out like I can't that coats and should I know I told you to get a coat she's calling your bluff I'm always slow to buy it something like that yeah me too and then I'll like just get through and then you're like that, that wasn't bad mm-hmm. so I got another year out of it <laughs> yeah most of my winter is mixing and matching coats that are too heavy or not heavy enough. Like I never have the right, I have 150 coats it feels like, but none of them are right for the day I'm up against ever. Yeah, I think that I'll always just have one that I wear. Like even mm-hmm. if I had three, I'm just gonna wear the one most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope the kids are not wearing coats for Halloween. I don't know what Halloween's gonna be like, but I think that there's a way to do it um, safely. Yeah. So hopefully they'll get to experience some Halloween. They got their costumes ready. What are they going as? Well, Luke changes his mind every day. That's, I love that. It's the best, right? And then if you might bring something up, he'll be like, oh, I'm going to be that. I'll do that. Um, but Joseph is going to be Amelia Earhart. What? Yeah. I don't know where she got that. I think she was reading a book about one of those Who Was I's. She was reading a biography about Amelia Earhart. 
So she's okay. going with that. She might listen to the podcast. I, I was looking up how to make like a box airplane that she could wear. Oh, that's cool. So I'm going to try and pull that off. See if I can get that done. That's great. Did you guys buy your costumes when you were a kid or did you make them? Someone made Mostly them. made them. Or just like have a mask and then build around a mask or... Uh, yeah. But yeah, mostly a lot of... A lot of DIY, a lot of coffee grounds on the, um, where my mom knew my sister was like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess you couldn't even say it. What, what would you say now? Like, uh, my sister was someone who had it rough. She was, <laughs> she was, I don't even know what that means. Like a hobo. Oh, she was basically okay. a hobo. <laughs> Now he's like, you can't, now you wouldn't be like, uh, you can dress like someone who doesn't have a home. You can be a homeless person. We're going to get, and then Jim's going to give you one of his coats in a month, <laughs> but you're not going to have it that day. Right. Not yet. He's, now you're he's still deciding. You're still deciding. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to have in a, his hands. a no. motorcycle, a long arm coat soon. <laughs> you like riding motorcycles in the winter because he's got you covered. <laughs> but yeah, she was like, you know, coffee, like put like um, some kind of oil, oil on your face, probably oh, yeah. oil and then coffee grounds and then make it look like you had a a beard like That's that was solid. A, a DIY, you know, great and one. Just, uh, what else would we do? I was Frankenstein one year. My mom put a good, uh, I should tell you some costumes that I was and I love it. You should tell me which you have like a legendary. I have a few that were pretty like, what the fuck? I, I have some interesting ones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, my buddy was a upside down person. That was a good, um, do it yourself one. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, he made himself look like he was walking around upside down. That was a good one. Just yeah, like, like I would love to come up with some creative stuff like that, but then it's just like the kids are not on board. Like Elliot wants to be a skeleton. He's gonna be a skeleton. Okay. Because I was like, what? What if you two were skeletons and she was um, like the shower in uh, Karate Kid? <laughs> but they were not having that. Oh, that sucks. They don't want to be like, and I don't want to either. Like I remember Sarah floating a couple family things back in the day. And it's like, I'm not doing that. Never done that. I'm not dressed up with them. Like they like can do all the thing. Incredibles or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not happening. <laughs> Scooby not. and Scrappy. And <laughs> <laughs> I was Scooby with my buddies. I wasn't Scooby, but we were like the Scooby gang when we were like in our twenties. I'm not great. doing that with the family. I get that. You're like, that's reserved for my friends when we're in our 20s. <laughs> yeah, this is for them, the kids. It. I want them to do what they want to do and of course, stay out of it. Absolutely. I mean, but I am going to try and help with the uh, with her airplane thing if I can. That's awesome, man. My mom was corrugated uh, together. <laughs> my mom was, uh, uh, she sewed. She was uh, so made a oh, lot wow. of our costumes. So, nice. Yeah, sometimes nice. Sometimes like, well, it's October 31st and this is what we got. You know, this is, you are 70% of Batman. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, would it be like that? Like a, a superhero? Costume? Whatever it was, but it would be down to the wire every single time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, oh, well, you know, this year you're, this year you're Rambo wearing a normal shirt. What are you going to do? You know, <laughs> just an IOU sweater. I remember my buddy had a grandma that would make all that stuff and she made him a wig when he was Superman. And so he didn't get a wig and he was waiting on this wig and he got the wig and it was not like good at all. <laughs> he was, he was blonde and he was mortified about the wig. 
and they were just trying to convince them that it was we mean like when adults try and convince kids and you just know it's like no it's awful <laughs> we all know it's awful it's the worst just don't even worry about it like you can't even look at me when you say that it's <laughs> terrible dude i had a gorbachev mask a mikhail gorbachev mask why and i was him for halloween one year were you in point break <laughs> I was before that. I was Reagan too one year. Oh man, that, before that I believe. Break. Tell me about Reagan. That was like during a shaving cream year. Because you're getting those shaving cream fights. That's that phase. Oh, Do yeah. you have that? Of course. Remember trying to get them ready? We didn't get a ton of time for preparation. Well, you like you had to hide your preparation. You had to hide it, right? Yeah, that would that would happen. They'd stop selling shaving cream mm-hmm. to kids. <laughs> and then they'd so you'd have to like have someone go on a run for you. <laughs> Like, who do we know who has whiskers? Who do we know who shaves? And I can ask my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell you some of my costumes. Uh, I'm going to tell you five costumes. I was three of these as a kid. I want you. As, as a, a kid. Not as a kid. Um, as a person. <laughs> throughout my lifetime. Before <laughs> this year. Pre-2020. So wait a minute. All of these were you... When you were a person? Before now, correct. <laughs> like between birth and today. Is that not clear? All right, ready? Uh, I was three of these. Um, Don Johnson, Beavis, and Ewok, the Big Lebowski, and Scream. I was three wow. of these throughout my life as a person. Not, not <laughs> always, though. I was at an Ewok one time. Or was I? <laughs> I think you were. I think you were the Ewok. You were the, um, you were Don Johnson. I don't think you can make that up. If you, if you can, that's awesome. Did, and I'm dying to know if you had to use coffee grounds too, to give that five o'clock shadow of the, uh, and did you have a tubs in your life? Was there a Philip Michael Thomas that you were trick or treating with? It's the two of you, wasn't it? You and your buddy. I can picture it now. I'm turning off my camera. You're like, <laughs> like staring into my soul at this point. I don't know what's happening. I don't like it. I want to know who the Tubbs was. I'm jealous. And then, all right, so you were the Ewok. And then the second one you said, which, which was which? Um, Don Johnson, was, Beavis, and Ewok. Beavis. I, I was going to go between Beavis and the Big Lebowski. Um, I'm going to go with Beavis. Oh, you were two out of three, my friend. I thought you were about to sweep the category and <laughs> you hurt were my feelings in the process. I was, absolutely. God I, damn it. I think I've mentioned that on the podcast because that was a great one to be to get free drinks. We were out at a bar. We were like, you know, just around downtown Naperville that night and people kept buying me white Russians. A costume that has a signature drink. Yeah, after a while, I was like, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but a costume that has a signature drink is a great move for, you know, that is. bars. Unless that signature drink has a mixture of milk and what is, what is it? A white Russian? There's milk in it, right? It's mostly Kahlua and a little bit of milk. Yeah. And some bars don't have milk. So you're just drinking Kahlua. Yeah. Look, it was weird after a while. It's creamy. (laughs) Oh man. That's good, man. Um, Don, you even guessed like you, you knew it wasn't even just Don Johnson. You knew it was Sonny Crockett. Oh, of course, man. I mean, Oh, you were, um, you were the guy in Tin Cup. (laughs) <laughs> dude my mom made my brother and i white linen jackets with the biggest shoulder pads you've ever seen in your life that's awesome orange teal shirts just t-shirts <laughs> with a white blazer sleeves rolled up 
I'm like eight. My glasses are crooked. Like I'm the least Don Johnson person on the planet. But we are just both dressed. I don't even know. I mean, he was probably like, I'm, I'm Crockett, you're Tubbs. And uh, who cares? You know, like I, yeah. like, in my grade, I was, I was Crockett. She's like, take your socks off. Mom, it's five degrees out. <laughs> it's raining. I made this costume. You're going to wear it right. That's a yeah. good costume, dude. That was solid. She made our Ewok costume. Um, that was pretty, I mean, that was, you know, just a, like a felt wrap. Yeah. And probably the leftover uh, uh, bullets from, from the Rambo costume. I should give you that for. <laughs> was he an Ewok as well? I would like, I was the little brother. So I was always like, oh, I'll be what he's going to be. I'll be, you know, so I would yeah. assume he was also an Ewok, but I don't really. Remember that Chicago Vice picture? It was like Jim McMahon and Walter Payton. Oh yeah. Dressed like Miami Vice. <laughs> that is still in some bars out this way. Oh, of course it is. Legendary. That and the uh, Jim McMahon don't get a DUI poster is still in way too many bars in Chicago. <laughs> like, don't be right. a dummy. Don't drink and drive. Like, oh boy. Who do, who do you think has had the best career out of that show? It might be Edward, Edward James almost. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt out it. Out of Miami Vice. I, I remember Edward James almost on Miami Vice. I can never hear him. <laughs> I was always like, what? Like he spoke at such a low level. Like Crockett would always be like on edge, right? Like pushing for, come on, we got to get out. We're going to bust these guys. <laughs> You're not going to bust them. You're not going to bust them. We're going to wait. No, I got a cigarette boat. We're going to go out there. I got Uzis. They always had like handguns and they were up against like a million Uzis. Unbelievable. And machine guns. You look back at that and it's outlandish what they're doing and what they're in those loafers and yeah. uh, seersuckers. What are they, what they're able to accomplish. God, that ran for five seasons. Oh, don't you know it, man. Phil Michael like Thomas had like a evil twin come on that show. That's when it really got bad. Edward James almost was um, in that stand and deliver, which she is was. like the recipe for every movie about a teacher. He might not you know, started it, but they, they're like, we can do this with Michelle Pfeiffer. We can do this with, Absolutely. Um, with Millionaire Boxer. What's her? Hillary Swank. Hillary she did Swank, one of those. Millionaire Boxer. <laughs> that was a hot dog Jefferson. That's the worst hot dog Jefferson ever. <laughs> with Clinton Dirty Magazine. <laughs> oh that is great clinton dirty magazine (laughs) if we didn't already have a name of hot dog jefferson i feel like clinton dirty magazine could be the name of the game (laughs) yeah it could all right Um, bud are you gonna tell me yours oh my halloween costumes i i signaled on a few of them let me just think of some uh Okay. All right. Let me see. Frankenstein. Okay. Pirate. Mm-hmm. Chips. Okay. Um, Laurel and Hardy. Okay. And um, Pirate. Did I say that one? Pirate twice. So I'm going to say that's one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Wow. That's a, oh, man. That's a great one. Was that in your wheelhouse? Right. Raphael. Right in my, that's my second favorite too. I was a Michelangelo guy. Um, 
but we couldn't bring we couldn't bring nunchucks to school by that point. But I'm pretty sure I brought like a toy Uzi as Sonny Crockett. <laughs> you did. Pretty sure I had a toy gun. It was like 1987. Who didn't have a toy gun at school? An Uzi with a silencer. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna say that you were a pirate. Um, I'm gonna say Laurel and Hardy because of your the penchant for putting coffee grounds on the face to like do shit like that. Since you guys like doing that as a family, I feel like that may have you know might be some some face paint stuff there. Um, I don't think you were Frankenstein. I think that's. I mean, maybe you were, but that's a lot of effort. I don't see you wanting like your face painted that much all day. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, and what's the one I'm missing? Uh, chips. Chips. I don't know how I was, my brother and I were never chips. It was our favorite show. Um, I could have used my motorcycle jacket. That would have been perfect. Um, I think you were, I think you were chips. God, I'm going to be way off on this. I think you were chips, a pirate, and uh, Laurel and Hardy. You are correct on Laurel and Hardy. That's it. I was never a pirate. (laughs) Way to throw me off and by saying it twice. I was. You were Frankenstein? I was Frankenstein. I was Frankenstein in kindergarten. Wow. And I had a mask. So you're right on the face painting. I was not face painted. I had a mask. Okay. And my mom put like towels underneath my uh, sport coat. So I had like big shoulders. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I remember that. It was hot in there. I can just, like still remember that day just seeing like slivers of people. <laughs> Because I couldn't mask. see shit through the mask. Oh, it was like a, a, a around the head mask, like you put completely over, like a rubber. That's you know. what we need. This new remember those dry fit technology and the cool gear. Yeah, we need to start Under Armour needs to start breaking into the Halloween market. That's where they can provide like, some value, like a lycra, like a mesh. Yeah, a little bre- breathable mask. Let's bring these. Let's yeah, bring like, up the speed. Uh, like the um, gators. There you go. Or those things over the head. They don't ever decorate them. They're never painted or anything. Oh, I hate when kids are those. When kids are just like the the whole sleeve. Oh, yeah. One color. Just like, oh, it's the worst. It's just so anonymous. Kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. Were you ever like as a lazy teenager, would you just like pop on a basketball jersey? And that's what we'd do like 12, 13. Like, I'll just go get yeah. a bunch of candy real quick. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, I'm Michael Jordan. Uh, that is Sean Kemp. And I did. That's right. I did that a few times when I was like like seven and like <laughs> burned a good, perfectly good Halloween by just being like a White Sox player. I would just be like, because wanted, I was so obsessed with that. Yeah. Like, I wanted to be Carlton Fisk for Halloween. And then it's like, okay, but it's boring. Yeah. It's got a sock shirt on and. Right. Mom, can you wash this so I can wear it again tomorrow? I was um, thinking about Carlton Fisk. Here's a draw a line to Halloween. He was a huge Oak Ridge Boys fan, and they had a great yeah. song. They had a great song that might not be about her, but a very well-known Halloween character name, Elvira. Elvira. Giddy up, giddy up. Bow, bow. That, remember that? I do. Oh, silver. Man. Hey, Elvira. Is that, that them was. like, is that them being aroused? Hi, oh, silver. Or do you, 
That's what I'm going to start. Sarah comes down the stairs. They're getting ready. Well, hi, oh, silver. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Elvira. I don't know if it's the same person, but do you remember? Uh, Dude, I was a huge fan. I'm wondering if, like, she got her name from this or what? I, uh, I had the biggest crush on Elvira when I was a kid. She was like a dirty Mrs. Munster. Oh, my gosh, she sure was. <laughs> she took her look from Mrs. M. Absolutely. And she, oh, man, she was on, like, Miller Lite or Bud Light commercials for her a long time. Do you remember that? Oh, the yeah. Right. I remember her being, like, in every liquor store, the cardboard cutout of her yeah. in the front of every store. You just walk in, hey, Elvira. <laughs> Good to see you again. Must be October. <laughs> Must be October. Yeah, right? She was like, what a great career. She only popped up. She only had to work like a month a month of the year. That's awesome. And then like, just work out for the rest of the time. It's like being like the world's most famous like mall Santa. You just show yeah. up a month a year. You, I mean, make great money. One outfit, wore that black dress. That's it. That's all she did. Was that a wig? What? That had to be a wig, right? No, that gym, that was that was on actual. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> but I, well, I'll tell you what, Iowa Silver. That was <laughs> some beautiful locks. What do you think giddy she's up, doing now? Giddy up, bow, bow. either counting her money or um, regretting decisions she made. She doesn't have money. Uh, she's still with us? She is. Cassandra Peterson, born September 17th, 1951, just turned 69. I hope so. Oh! Uh, she... <laughs> Um, man, she is very wealthy. It looks like she's doing very well for herself. She, uh, she's still out there. Really? Elvira. She had a great career. She had a fantastic what, career. What, where did she, what was she, like she first come from? It looks like she uh, gained fame on an LA TV station for wearing a revealing black gothage, gothic cleavage enhancing gown as host of Elvira's movie macabre. Macabre, a uh, weekly <laughs> B movie presentation. So, oh, it was like a Rocky so Horror. We got Sven Gulli in Chicago, and they got Elvira. Yeah. We got and they screwed. Got Elvira. And Elvira shot up. We get fame. Rich Coes, and they get a very hot Cassandra Peterson. She reminds me of like, um, but more depth to it, I guess. Remember Morgana? I know the name. I'm not as familiar with her. Morgana would just like run onto the field and kiss athletes a lot of times baseball players like think about like how far we've come you could run on she could run onto the field because she was morgana it was probably set up looking back but you know must she must give him a heads up because no one ever laced her or tackled her she would run like george brett would just be like in the batter's box and morgana would come flying out of the stands she was just like famous for having huge boobs and would just (laughs) run up and interrupt the game and kiss somebody. I'm reading about her right now. Uh, at 13 years old, she ran away. Yes, I do. They have not shown her face once yet. Um, <laughs> like, well, she's all, it's always in a baseball player's face. So I don't, right, like, right. This, she got this nickname in 1969, um, leaping the fence at Crosley Field to kiss Pete Rose. Oh, wow. So, I mean, she's been in the game for a very <laughs> long time. Runner, rolling around in the dirt. With Charlie Hustle. With the, the right, she picked the right scumbags. She sure did. George Brett and Pete Rose. Man. 
this is crazy. She, I think George Brett was one. I think she got Cal Ripken Jr., I believe. Man, George Brett was during the 79 All-Star game. She stepped it up for primetime. Yeah, and it was almost like encouraged. People people weren't like, you got to arrest her. You got to. Queen Abdul-Jabbar in 89. Oh, she ran onto the basketball court? Yeah, so she had a long career. I mean, she she was was all over the place, man. She really was. (laughs) No one replaced her. She never, like, passed the torch. Maybe maybe that's what those Ligui brothers were trying to do. Maybe when they ran up on that first base coach at the Sox game, they were just, we just that's what they should have said. Their, their attorney brings up Morgana in court, but please court the double standard of, sorry, our clients didn't have huge boobs and blonde hair. We're trying to kiss the guy. You're not sexist, are you, Judge? <laughs> Listen to this little piece of uh, history. Um, oh, God, a great name that I had forgotten all about. Um, once after kissing Houston Astros pitcher Nolan Ryan and shortstop Dickie Thon, that's a great name, <laughs> Dickie Thon, Morgana's defense lawyer argued in court that she mistakenly fell onto the field because of gravity. He said that because of her 15-pound chest, she fell over the railing when she went for a foul ball, and that's why she ended up on the field. And the argument worked, and she got out of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm Can sorry, you Your Honor. My breasts were so big, I just <laughs> fell forward into Nolan Ryan's mouth. Oh, and some Texas judge is probably like, Ohio Silver. <laughs> I can see uh, some of my friends work at NASA. I'm very familiar with gravitational forces. And- really quick, is this uh, judge, is this George W. Bush? Is this, <laughs> is this Will Ferrell's? <laughs> giddy up, giddy up, bow, bow, Oak Ridge. Where's the Oak Ridge? Are those, uh, is that a mountain range? Sounds like a mall, doesn't it? The Oak Ridge boys were, uh, they were famous. And they had that one dude that was just had the deep voice that I was always so intrigued by. They, I think uh, that they, they're at Comiskey Park singing the national anthem on opening day on more than one occasion, I think, because I think Fisk loved them. They've been active since 1947. This is, man, this the episode is making me feel young. Yeah, they formed in 1947. Um, this episode is making me feel great about my age. This, are you kidding me? In the 70s, they changed their image and concentrated on country, where before that, they started as a gospel quartet. Thank and God they, they were the, pivoted away from that. In the 40s, they were the Oak Ridge Quartet. In the 60s, they changed their name to the Oak Ridge Boys, which is a shame. Because if they'd done that in the 80s, boys would have had a Z at the end, and that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> that would have been like a more dramatic shift, you know? So the boys with the Z now. I don't even know if they go to church. <laughs> boys in the Ridge. <laughs> in the 70s, they wrote a song about a voluptuous goth woman who only came out in October. But Elvira, at that time, because of that song and because of that woman, that was very popular. And you don't, here we are, 2020, and no one is saying Elvira. We are. We are shouting her name as it should be this time of year. She's a symbol. I'm going to tell Sarah, I got a Halloween decoration too, babe. (laughs) Put next to the Hocus Pocus sign. It's a Miller Lite Elvira. We're putting it on our porch to scare the squirrels away. Just the full cardboard cutout. <laughs> oh, man. All right. You got anything uh, you want to promo? No, my man. I had some good stuff this weekend. Thanks to everyone who came out. Thanks to uh, Black Circle Brewing. That was a lot of fun. I uh, 
got to see some old friends. Uh, so thanks to everyone who was out there as well. Uh, plug the podcast a bit. So hopefully uh, we get some lessons out of that. Yeah. Thank you to Court and Carrie and to all that good stuff. Comedy, Maggie and Mary Kate, they put me up again. That's so it was great. great. We had a good uh, outdoor show and then yeah, it was nice being in Vegas with Sebastian. Good to uh, have a little taste of that. I think that we're done with the live shows for quite a while and we're not going back to Vegas. But um, yeah, I just got some random stuff coming up, some virtual stuff, and it should be a nice couple of weeks here. Going to get some pumpkins today or tomorrow. You going to carve a pumpkin, Jim? I don't think I am. Do you each carve a pumpkin? No, I, just the kids, I think. It's a bit of a task. Do you have like stencils? What's your move? I think that we do have some stencils. Sometimes we'll just do, go tradition, traditional. Yeah, or just get a because uh, they they can't really you know get in there and carve them and get them. I'm excited though. I, our knives. I just got our knives sharpened. I should have told you this. You got this old school dude who rolls through with the wheels, okay, and like the pe- the pedals. And this guy's been coming through my neighborhood for forty some years. Man, he's from Italy. You guys probably and like I, cobbler and shit too, don't you? <laughs> I brought my Deca. Yeah, I felt like that, like running errands, track flagging this guy down <laughs> then i had went to the blacksmith yeah he was carving him up he's like i handed him the knives he goes cheap knives i'm like really he goes yeah very cheap knives. well they were a gift like a wedding gift and then he uh then he took them out of the the what do you call that thing it's like you have to put all your knives in the, the block the block the knife block whatever yeah then he uh, changed his tune, so they would, that it was uh, just not as cheap as I thought. Actually, I'm like, oh, thank you, thanks. Oh, you're taking your, your some part of your insult back? How sweet of you! Just a percentage, though. I mean, he always trying to like kind of bond with the dude, like, hey, man, this is great. Like, learn a little bit about um, how long he's been doing and all that. He was, he was not in. What do you do? Did you tell him? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm a comic. He's, what do you mean? You tell <laughs> jokes? Not funny. Just giving me shit in front of all these. These women in my, our neighborhood, they, they, they were out getting their stuff sharpened. I mean, you wouldn't <laughs> believe the people that were coming out. Because everyone's home. Everyone's cooking. Everyone's using this stuff. This guy's raking it in. Sounds like he is, uh, his knives aren't the only things that's sharp. Sounds like he's got a razor-sharp <laughs> wit as well. 80 years old. It's like he can say whatever he wants. Yeah, just doesn't give a fuck. I can't wait to get there. Yeah. We are there. We say whatever we want on our little podcast here. By the way, if you guys want to shout us out on a review, we'd love it. Oh, yeah, definitely. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Check us out on social media, which we're all addicted to. I reminded myself. I watched a little bit more of that social dilemma again. Did you? You went Thumbs back? me out. Did you go back or yeah. had you just not finished it? I went back. Okay. Just wanted to hear some of it again. Learn some lessons again? Yeah, just to scare me off put things in perspective there you go um has it helped i've been trying to put the phone down a little bit here and there yeah yeah definitely try and be more aware of what's going on i had Ah. this the other day where it was like your screen time is down three percent to you know 23 hours and 42 minutes a day you're like oh cool definitely (laughs) making great progress here (laughs) the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step you got it all All right right, good talking to you buddy i hope everyone has a great week Get those costumes ready. Get your candy ready. Get a bowl of booberry. Yeah, right. Have a good week. All right, Crockett. <laughs> Bye, Laurel. <laughs>